Hi, my name is Wilson. And I'm Norman, and welcome to the GateWatchCast. Yeah, um, so today we'll be talking about um, Corset 2021, and welcome if you're new here. Uh, this is our first ever podcast episode. Yep. Uh, Norman, you're excited? Yep, and well, technically, the start of a new show means the start of a whole new adventure ahead, and also, what a way to start with Core 21. So, uh, our show is going to be commander-centric, but we will touch upon other formats like Standard, Modern, and also Pioneer, was it? Yes, Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, I will mostly be the one touching up because I'm more uh, used to Standard, more than Pioneer, and Norman is more EDH-centric yeah. <laughs> compared to me. Yeah, I, I do like the format because EDH allows you to play with almost any card in its library. And if you talk nice to your play group, they will allow you to use some Silver Border cards. So, hopefully. (laughs) So, anywho, um, let's start off with the legendaries in the set. There are a few in here that are awesome and there are a lot that can... There are people saying that they are worth being commanders. And I think you'd like one of them, right? Oh, yeah, I do. I like Baron, but I also like um, the Biobox promo. Yep, and that is what? Ren uh, and Seri, inseparable. Yep, yep. It is a one and one colorless, one red, one green, and one white. Legendary creature, cat dog, uh, for four. And it says whenever uh sorry, whenever you cast a dog spell, create a one one green cat creature token. Whenever you create a sorry, whenever you cast a uh, cat spell, create a one one white dog creature token. Mm. A red, green and white tap. Green and sorry, inseparable deals damage to any target equal to the number of dogs you control and you gain life to the number of Cats you control. So, that's interesting. Yes, um, especially since dogs are finally a thing now. Instead, they used to be hounds. Like, the old card, Isamaru? Isamaru. Mm-hmm. Hound of Kondu. So, that card is very, very unique as it's a one-mana, one-one legendary creature. And mm-hmm. it's been erupted to be a dog now. Yeah. So, all hounds are now dogs. So... That's cool. And here's the thing. Um, as a commander, this one, I, I don't know. You like the cats because I know you collect all the cats in the format. But yes. What, what about this as a commander? What do you think? I think it's a... Well, it has, it's good. It synergizes with both dogs and cats. Whenever you cast a cat, you make a dog. So most probably you're going to build the deck around, let's say, let's say cats. You're gonna build the cat, the deck around cats. Each time you cast a cat, you make another, you make a dog. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to be. Oh, I'm gonna build a dog cat centric deck. Uh, you can just make a dog centric deck or a cat centric deck. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, uh, it seems that way. But the idea for the cards right now, like what we have, not including Core Twenty One, is that cats are much better than dogs. That's the thing. Yes. Like, there's a lot of good cats out there. Like, what, um, Temur Sabertooth? That's one example. Yes. Uh, we have Temur Sabertooth. We also have Arabo. We also have uh, Miri, Weatherlight Duelist. There's a lot of cats that help cats. However, there are not many dogs, except for the ones in this set, that help other dogs. I think the most obvious one here is Changelings, Shapeshifters. Yes. And it is an interesting uh, combo here. If you cast a shapeshifter, it counts as all creatures. So mm. it bounces. Sorry, it comes in as a cat and a dog, and you'll get a. Uh, well, it triggers the. Uh, it dog triggers spell. both the effects. Yeah. yeah. So, if you were to build this one, what's your focus? Well, it'll be. Of course, I love cats, but I will of course put uh, some new dogs from this set, like the first one, Pack Leader. Uh, pack leader is a one in a white, a two two treacher dog, and it says other dogs you control get plus one plus one, and whenever pack leader attacks, prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn to dogs you control. So, essentially, dog this card uh makes all the dogs in the deck allow you to attack without fear 
of combat damage. Ah. So, wow. So, basically, Core 21 is the set that makes you want to build a dog commander Yes. Deck and go, tr- go through without a fear of any damage. But, uh, fear, without fear of any damage, if I'm not mistaken, there are some in uh, enchantments in white. Like, enchantments? Yeah, if I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, enchantments in white. Like, if I'm not mistaken, there are some cards that uh, prevent any combat damage? Oh man, I'm forgetting. Because it mostly are fog effects for green, but um, if you're talking about white, then you need it needs to be more of specific. Uh, there are specific conditions for you to do it. Mm, true, true. But I'm um, I'm just thinking like, or oh, maybe I'm thinking about non-combat damage. Yes, most probably you're thinking about non-combat damage or maybe protection. I would actually build it around mostly cats because. As you can, as you know, cats. There are much more varieties in these three colors instead of um, hounds. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, there are around fifty nine hounds that are playable in EDH mm-hmm. for Rin and Zeri. However, only a few of them synergize with each other, compared to cats, where cats can help one another, and even more cats are printed every set. Uh, true, true, and dogs somehow get the Short end of the stick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, I I am excited for Call Twenty One because there are a lot of dogs inside here that will make the uh, what you call this form uh, <laughs> the archetype viable. Yes, but it's in my opinion, even if they printed out new cards from for Core Set Twenty Twenty One, um, for hounds or dogs as you call it now. I don't think it's viable if you just want to build a full dog commander deck. Mm. Although, yeah. in Jumpstart, we might see new dogs in there. Uh, yeah, J- Jumpstart is the one after Core 21. Yes. Uh, I got no idea when that's coming out, but that is another set that is highly weighted by a lot of people. Yes. So, let's jump to our next card. Alright. Um, let's talk about Baron. The Valerian Archmage. Oh, the bully then. <laughs> ah, the bully. So, uh, Baron is one, a blue and a blue, two, two, a legendary creature, human wizard. Uh, when Baron, Tolerian Archmage, enters the battlefield, return up to one target per creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. And it at the beginning of your end step, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. So, Baron is sort of this weird... A human wizard that wants you to bounce your own stuff to your hand. Mm. Like, maybe if it was power of the 99, you would put bounce lands, and if it's on the battlefield, you draw a card. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't see much um, of a good thing coming on here. Do you see anything that's good for Baron? It's the way I look at Baron is right. He is one of those cards that is. On first glance, he seems kind of innocent. He seems not that strong. But knowing the format, the idea for him to just ETB and return up to one other target creature to his owner's hand, like, you could... Uh, does he say others? No, right? Other target creature. So you could abuse a lot of ETB effects, like, uh, what... Uh, if you're playing Maldrifter. in blue, yeah, Maldrifter, one. Or if you're playing Archaeomancer, uh, you just bounce Archaeomancer, cast it for four. Or, uh, let's see, if you do have Peregrine Drake, cast it for five, untap five lands, and then you pull him out. I mean, there's a lot of ways. Like, even there's, what, enchantment that bounce your creature? Yeah, um, one is from the core set 2020, um, Portal Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you can only activate it during your turn, so it's not that good. Yeah, but still, as long as you can bounce it and put it back on. True. Like, here it says, enter the battlefield. It doesn't say anything about casting. So, as long as you can bounce it, like... You can bounce Baron back to your hand. You cast Baron, bounce something else. You cast it, bounce Baron back. Maybe that's a combo, yeah. but it's a very mana-intensive combo in my opinion. But who knows? Uh, maybe Baron can find a home in Azusa decks. Probably. Yeah, since it's a wizard and it draws you cards, most probably it'll find itself in Azusa decks. True, but 
I can't wait to see how people are going to build this because I already can see a lot of abuse with this one. Oh, sorry. Um, not Azusa. Azami Dex. Azami, yes. Azami. Not Azusa. Uh, uh, don't say anything in the comment section. <laughs> oh, no. Just, just say stuff. But anyway, um, let's move to the other colors. The one that needs a lot of help, which is white. Oh. And no. uh, Mangara the Diplomat. Oh. It is a three and a one. Uh, two, four. Uh, three and a white, yeah. Uh, three and white. Uh, it's, it has slice blink. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures if whenever an opponent attacks with creatures if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalker you control draw a card whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn draw a card so what's the main problem for white that we always have card draw yep and what does this guy do it gives you card draw yeah i hate that <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this is kind of cool this is i, I like this one i i like how it gives you life and it gives you card draw. And one of the few things that I think that you can do with this guy is make it indestructible, swing in, no fear. If people want to block it, just block it, doesn't care. And then the idea for this one I see is attack it or tap it just to incur some rage. So people will attack you with what they have. Well, that's not diplomatic. That's the thing. Okay, <laughs> this guy reminds me of a Sphinx. Uh, oh. I, I forgot the name. Alamaret? I think so. Um, not that one. It's He was uh, he appeared in the Guild Kit. Appeared in the Guild Kit. Esperia. I think so, yes. So the idea for that one is whenever opponent attacks you... You get something. Your opponent attacks you or a planeswalker you control. I don't you, think so the planeswalker. Uh, you attacks you. Attacks whenever you. it attacks you. So you draw a card. And it's kind of tribal flying something like that so people don't really want to attack you so you can get card draw so people avoid letting you draw and Mangara here has the same effect I don't want to let you draw but in blue there's more danger because there's what counter spells bounds uh, cyclonic rift <laughs> oh man cyclonic rift that's madness <laughs> but I don't know white like why you get a lot of draw in white? That's good, but what do you pull out? Like, what's your answer for problems besides the board wipes? Well, for Mangara, I'm thinking most probably he wants you if they he wants uh your opponents to not attack you to not allow you to gain card advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, be because uh, flavor wise, he's a diplomat right now, mm -hmm. so he's saying if you attack me, I will get more advantage. It's more of a political thing. And for me, I would play for Mangara. I would usually like stall the game, make it a self prison deck, putting yourself in a box and put put yourself in there, and not let anybody touch you until you burst out of the prison with like Cozy Leg, Ulamog, oh, yeah. or Emrakul's. Well, mm. not Emrakul, he's banned. Maybe mm. the new Emrakul. Yeah. And he's trying to make a uh, survive to the end game and put in a lot of threats that doesn't seem like threats in the beginning, but then slowly, slowly, it becomes a threat. Mm, okay. If it were me, I would play this guy more aggressively. Ah. Like, I, the idea for this one, for me personally, I like him to... Uh, okay, he won't attack, but his little minions will. So, I would build him in a token base, more of... Hoken. Uh, That's interesting. We need some... No, uh, Weenies, right? Weenies, yes. yes. So, uh, small creatures base, like uh, a lot of tokens, a lot of just uh, one drops or whatever it is, ah. and swing it in because nobody really cares about uh, one damage. <laughs> no, nobody really cares. That's that's. And if you true. swing it to multiple people at the same time, like two on you, two on you, two on you, like they'll block it, whatever it is, and then you won't have any creatures to block next turn but that's the idea you want people to swing you for everything they got like True. two and then maybe have some kind of fog effect if i'm not mistaken there is a white fog effect card i forgot i only remember the runes of protections yeah but i, I need to check my collection somebody uh, gave it to me a while back but yeah uh, for me i'll put it in i grow like i want him to go hard and swinging Maybe you can put in the Spirit of Resistance and Sphinx of the Guild Pack combo. Probably, yeah. That can work. That can work. Yep. 
So let's jump into our next card. Um, the next card will be what color is? Uh, it's is. going to be red. Mm. So let's talk about someone that I wanted to talk about for quite a while. Subira, Tozidi Karavit Vanner. Mm. Now, for a lot of people who do not know, this is Teferi's wife. Oh, really? No. Yes, it's Teferi's wife. And she's red. So she's two and a red, uh, two tree, human shaman, legendary creature. She has haste and she has one, another, a pay one, another target creature with power two or less cannot be blocked this turn. And one and a red, tap it, discard your hand. Until end of turn, whenever a creature you control with power two or less deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So this is a very aggro, aggro, aggro-ish yeah. uh, commander in my Te- opinion. Technically, this is what um, I'm thinking about Mangara for this one because uh, guess go swinging in like if we were playing in Boros or Jeskai probably. Yeah. Um, have uh, my little creatures pay the price and then just swing in and then get the card. Then when they come back to retaliate, retaliate, I get cards again. Hmm. Yeah, but in my opinion, this can be its own commander. It there's a lot of uh, one power, two power uh, creatures in commander that allow you to ha- um, capitalize on Subira. That one of them is like Tin Street Dodger. Mm-hmm. It if you pay one uh, one red, uh, it can be it cannot be blocked except for creatures with defender. There's also other cards like. Ginger Brute. Uh, they also pay one. It cannot be blocked except for creatures with haste. So if uh, you are able to capitalize on all a lot of, let's say, one drops, two drops, and you put a Subira out and attack, uh, activate Subira, and attack with a bunch of one drops, and uh, one drops, two drops, power one or two power twos, you most probably get around eight cards in your hand if you have that much. True, true. I mean, she is crazy powerful. Like I, I do like uh, the cheap cost at three. When uh, <laughs> she is cheap, uh, two and red comes in with haste, and then you can pay for the what you call this uh, cost if you have extra mana left. Yeah, and then you can get it. <laughs> you can get cards. It's card advantage and card advantage in red. That's not. Um, there's not much cards that just directly let you draw cards like there's cards like Faithless Looting but those cards like they make you discard cards and you, you're basically down one card but Subira she discards your entire hand most probably you're not gonna have any more cards in your hand when you cast Subira and attack with her uh, activate her ability so once once you activate it, let's say you have one or two cards and you attack with a bunch of tokens or one ones or two two ones or something, you're most probably gonna get back your value. Mm, true, if you can swing in with multiples. But uh, I'm, when I'm looking at her, I don't really think about uh, what you call this tokens. Uh, no, not really tokens. But I don't really think about her as a commander. But in the ninety nine. Ah, maybe in the ninety nine. Yeah, because I'm thinking of. Uh, one of the domain area cards the uh, what was it again it's a wizard no no it's wizard like the thief where power one or toughness three toughness two or lower I, I forget like one or two toughness. Tetsuo yes Tetsuo but Tetsuo is mono blue so it's hard yeah, if you put it in a 99 sure. so it can work maybe yeah. but the, the thing is it, yeah it's very restricted because it's in red when you were talking about red, right? I was thinking about uh, Gadrak, the Crown Scourge, Scourge, Scourge. Gadrak, yeah, uh, Gadrak. Uh, so it is a two and a red legendary creature dragon for five and a four, flying. Gadrak, the Crown Scourge, can attack unless you control four or more artifacts. At the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So I was thinking about this one when you were talking about red, but it seems you pick uh, Subira. Yeah. So um, to me, this guy is pretty not bad. He is he comes in low with a, a three, but he has a five four. It doesn't say he cannot block, so he is a good blocker for the start. People will not want to mess with this, but you need to have four or more artifacts to swing, and I. 
think getting four or more artifact is kind of simple. Yes, yeah, so like you can turn one soul ring with a let's say dark steel citadel, maybe, mm-hmm. or even the red color artifact land. Mm, yeah, yeah. And at turn two, maybe you play dark steel citadel. Then you bring Gadrak in. Maybe turn three, you're gonna be like playing a way forward bubble or something. Yeah, true, and true. you can already attack because at the end at the end step of your last turn, you're gonna make a treasure. Yeah, I mean with this one, it does say uh, create a treasure token for, for each, each non creature to- that died this turn. Oh, so, so this is a bit harder. Not really, because on turn one you put in the uh, artifact Artifact uh, land, land maybe. the mountain. Yeah. Then you tap it to put out a soul ring. Yeah. Then and you then already have two artifacts. Yeah. Turn three, you maybe put down Dark Steel Citadel. Yeah. And then you tap it. You could call him out, or you could call out a Burnish Heart. Ah, maybe. Then on the next turn, you pull him out. You sack your Burnish Heart to create treasures. Ah, maybe. And you get lands. Uh-huh. However, um, I don't think that will work yet because... You need 3 mana to cast Gadrick, then you need 3 mana to yeah. activate Burnish Heart. So maybe we can like cast Gadrick first, then we cast the Burnish Heart next turn, and maybe just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, it is slow. It is slow. I Upon looking at it right now, it is slow. And I don't know. I mean, he feels... I feel he's strong. Like, I would like to build him. Like, in the 2014 Monori Commander... He feels like a good addition, or he could be the commander for that one instead of uh, what was it, Diriti? Yes, maybe. But I still think Diriti is much stronger than him. <laughs> well, of course, Diriti has been in the format for so long. Yep, yep. Okay. Um. So should we jump down to green? Yeah. Um. By the way, we haven't talked about black yet, but we can talk about him last. Yeah, we haven't even talked about blue yet, so... Oh, we, we, did, we did, did. Oh, but we only have one commander in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Well, we're not going to talk about Teferi yet. Teferi and all the Planeswalkers are going to be for mm-hmm. last. Yep. So, next up, we have green, which is the first one. Well, of course, Azusa, but we're going to skip that. So, we're going to talk about your whale, Monbuli Recluse. Mm. I don't even know how to spell, <laughs> talk about this. So it's a one in the green, one, two, uh, legendary creature, human druid. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a two, two green cat creature token. And for a two green, you, until end of turn, creatures you control have the base power of, and toughness, XX, for X is the number of cards in your hand. Oh. Now this is very interesting. Well, first off, it makes cat tokens, so I like it. Yeah. But uh, it, it says you need to draw your second card each turn. Uh, that's a... Uh, in green, it's not that hard. Like, in all honesty, in green, it's not that hard. Yeah, but it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, of course, maybe you can put in a Keeper of Fables whenever you attack uh, with a non-human creature token, uh, a non-human to- creature, yeah, uh, you get to draw a card for it. So maybe each time you attack with it, you get to draw a card. and But the thing is, uh, there's not much card draw in green. Yeah. green yeah. But this this is pretty good. Like, I can see. Like, oh no. Here's the thing. Uh, you can play, uh, what was that card? From Ravnica. Which one? It's a tree and a green whenever you cast a creature, draw a card. Tree and the green. Oh, Guardian Project. Yep, yeah, Guardian maybe Project. Guardian Project. Because um, all you need to do is... No, it's not even cast. It's ETB. Um, yeah, enter the battlefield. So when you enter the battlefield, you make a creature, a cat cooker. And yeah, it's good. But uh, I like the second ability better. Uh, until end of turn, creatures you control get X, uh, become XX, where X is the number of cards in your hand. But that is expensive. For 6 cost, that is expensive. Yeah, but it's a finisher. Imagine yeah. that. I, I still think the Infect one is much better. What was it again called? Uh, Triumph of the Horde. Yeah, Triumph of the Horde. That one is much better in terms of finisher. But this one's still good. This yeah. one's still good. Yeah. Like, maybe you can, if you have the mana, you can... Well, green is good for... is the main color for Ram. So, if you have the mana, you can maybe cast Rishkar's Expertise or maybe... 
Soul's Majesty, draw the amount of cards uh, that's, let's say, five, and let's say you have three cards in your hand, mm-hmm. so you have eight cards in your hand, then you activate your rail, then it will be all your creatures become eight eights. Maybe some have trample, maybe some have um, double strike, who knows? Maybe you can destroy cre- people in turn, what, five, six? Yeah, I mean, since you're playing in green, there's a lot of huge bad creatures uh, that can stomp all over you like green is there and if i'm not mistaken if you play with brawl uh a card in brawl not the format if you have it in the grave and you control a forest all your creatures get trampled yeah and there's no way you don't have any forests <laughs> yeah i mean you're playing in mono green so you are going to have a lot of forests on standby like yeah i i upon looking at this one again it's the cost is high but for green it doesn't really matter like you'll be using a lot of ramps yeah so in my opinion maybe your rail can be played um but mostly in the 99 in my opinion not okay you can make it as a commander but there's a lot of work you need to put into it so i would i would just play in the 99 in my opinion yeah but i still would like to try her out as a commander like she has a lot of potential going around her. Yeah, true, true. And talking about potential, right? Uh, let's go for Azusa, the Lost but Seeking. I mean, she's not. She is a talking point, but she's not a must. Yeah. So we'll just say this: she hasn't been reprinted in a very long time, and no. a lot of people would really like to use her. Actually, she's been reprinted recently in Ultim. Um, no, wait, Magic 2025? Yeah. It's quite recent than last year or maybe two years ago. It's been it's it's quite recent in my opinion. But to get her is one thing, and yes, what? Uh, but she's been it's been a long time since she's been standard. To be honest, yeah. But here's the thing, uh, with with master series or master sets, it's always expen- more expensive than yeah. the standard boosters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and with her in the core set right now, there's a lot of people gonna try and get her. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about black now. Alright. And black, if I'm not saying there's two blacks, right? Yes, there are two black cards. Mm-hmm. So, what? Uh, since you brought it up, what do you say? Um, the first one will be Kerovac, the Spiteful. Mm-hmm. So, it's been a long time since you've seen Kerovac. It's Now he's turned into mono black, uh, two and two black, three two, a legendary human warlock. Um, his abilities are. Other creatures get minus one, minus one. That's it's, it. It's pretty simple. Uh, token decks will die. Uh, she, sorry. Get, uh, Kerovac has the same effect as... One of the legendary enchantments that used to be from um, Kamigawa, I think. That's one. The other one is Elish Norn. Elish Norn, yeah. You can say it's a discounted Elish Norn, in my opinion. Yeah, because Elish Norn is what? Six, was it? Yeah, seven. Seven. I What's, think. Still, um, this one, I don't know, man. Like, seems interesting, but I got no idea how to build around him. Like, well, I, the thing I'm gonna, since it targets other creatures that you can, even you control, I wouldn't say I would build him in a, as a commander. But if you were to build him as a commander, maybe as a, maybe a persist, maybe in a, um, what's the other one that puts plus one counters on? Ah, I forgot, man. Like, it's been a while. Yeah, well, we'll get you on that. Yeah. So, but I mostly put it as those uh cards in. So you put it in ninety nine. Yeah, I put it in the ninety nine, but I'm not gonna. I'm not so keen on it being a commander card. Yeah. Uh, command a commander on its own. For for me, when I see Kervek here, I think he is a what you call this, uh, meta card. It based on what's your meta's playing because if your meta is playing a lot of uh, token creatures, Luwinis, this will be perfect for that format or yeah. for your play group. Yeah, so I'm thinking of the 99 instead. So because it's not every day you're gonna use this card. Yeah, because I think also he would be perfect in the 99. He is a what board wipe on a stick. Yeah, it can be a board wipe damage reducer maybe. Yeah. But for me, what I think when I think of him, I think of. Uh, Danger Girl was it? 
I think Massacre so. Girl. Massacre. Um, yeah, but Massacre is so much different. Yeah, but the thing is, you want creatures to die. So, this comes on board. All the ones will die outright because, well, they hit zero. Yeah, so, true. with that, Massacre Girl will go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. So, it's basically what it's called. It's a four-cost board, right? True, true. So, with him coming on board, he also died because of Massacre Girl. So, it is a four-cost board, right? Yeah. In well, black. Um, let's say Ritual Suit or maybe a... Uh, I mostly can think of Ritual Suit. Maybe Damnation. Yep, yep, yep. But, but there's a lot of hoops to go through because if you use what you want to call this, the setup that I'm talking about, you have a lot of setup to go through. Yes. So yeah, it's not viable. So um, let's talk about the next one. Yep. Veto Tron, Tron of, Thorn. Yeah, Thorn of the Dark Rose. Dusk, yeah. Uh, it's a return to Ixalan. Yay. So it is a two and a black legendary creature vampire cleric, one and three. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And he has an activity ability, three and two blacks. Creature you control gain lifelink until end of turn. So when people look at this, they automatically think, oh, this is the, what you call this? A combo piece. Sanguine Born Exquisite Blood Combo. Yes, but on a stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, you still need Exquisite Blood, which is going to be reprinted in uh, Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, this is a much better Black Commander. True. Of course, it's going, it can be part of the 99 in a lot of Vampire decks, but Vito doesn't exclusively give you um, it doesn't exclusively be a vampire it can be a vampire deck it can be any other deck that allows you to gain life mm-hmm. yeah. I think they really nerfed this one by writing down target opponent because I can already think of a few things for lifelink you use whip of Erebus whip of Erebus is a 2 and 2 black uh, it gives all your creatures yeah. lifelink and okay. 2 and 2 black Tap it and sacrifice it. I'm not right. No, tap it. Uh, you pull out a creature from your grave and you make uh, it. Can, it has haste. You can attack it, but exile it if it leaves the battlefield. Yes. Yeah, it, and it has to leave the battlefield at the end of the turn if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, so. it's still okay in my opinion. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: if you have all your creatures swinging in with life link, the part where target opponent loses that much life, I, it's not that great, but. I do wish that it has, like, all opponents, but then it will be a mythic and eh, still. Yeah, it's good enough. However, um, a lot of cards can throw it, like you said. Um, the first one will be the Ley Line of Sanctity. Uh, because it has, it says target opponent, like, let's say if all three of your opponents, like, magically have Ley Line of Sanctity on the board, you, you can target anyone at cool. all. Uh, maybe someone has a... The cat, the, the cat that gives you hexproof. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot its name. Although I'm the cat guy, <laughs> but it's it's still strong. So some people still play that in the white decks. So I would say veto. It it's it's playable. Yeah. We just need a good enchantment removal, good feature removal, yeah. good and... good creatures as well. Yeah, true, true. I mean, it's black, so basically you can make around what you could go black vampire tribal. Or maybe black uh black weenies making a lot of tokens and swinging with yeah. it. I mean all you need to do is just swing. It doesn't really matter if it hits. Yeah. And if you have a lot of creatures, you and you attack with it, you can gain life equal to it. And it triggers each time you gain life, meaning each time you, a creature attacks, you gain how how many life from that. And you know what? Now that I think about it, he's good. Like the effect for target opponent loses that much life is fair because here's the thing um, when I swing let's just say I have three 1-1 one, one vampires yeah I swing it to all of my opponent three of them yeah and then I gain three life and yeah, to be okay. fair everybody gets one sure. or let's just say that if I wanted to kill somebody off but he's he has this thing where oh I cannot swing him because uh, maybe he has pillow fort like propaganda, propaganda, right? Yeah, propaganda. Uh, ghostly prison and all that stuff. So if he has those kind of things, and I don't have enough mana to swing through, I could just swing to Wilson here, for example. I, I'll, I'll say, Wilson, I want to swing at you. Please block so I can kill him. 
Ah, maybe, maybe. So his creature, Wilson creatures doesn't die. My creature doesn't die, I hope. And then <laughs> with the lifelink I gain, I could swing the damage to the person I want to kill off. True, true. So, yeah, uh, Vito is not bad. Like, he has a lot of potential in terms of politicking. Yeah. So, Vito, I would say, let's let's give it a rank. Maybe um, from five stars, I would give it three star. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, three stars fine. Like, he's not that strong, but he has a lot of potential. True. It has a lot of potential. Maybe in the future we can. It has a role in. It has a main key role in any deck. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about multicolored creatures now. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, by the way, I need to point out something out. Yeah. Um, most of the monocolor commanders that we talk about, their CMCs are four and lower. So that is pretty interesting as a commander. Like you can put it out early on. Yes. Uh, even the multicolored are also four and below. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, true that. So let's talk about the next one. Um, let's talk about Teferi and. Uh, Teferi's daughter, Niambi, esteemed speaker. Mm. It's a two-one for a white and a blue, a legendary human cleric. She has flash, and when this creature enters the battlefield, you may return another creature, you co- target creature you control to its owner's hand. If you do, you gain life equal to that creature's CMC, and he has activated the ability of one of white and a blue. Tap it, discard a legendary card, draw two cards. Mm. So yeah, judging from this, it's a very good commander in my opinion because it has flash. First off, although it's a two one, it automatically is a removal spell since it says it's a bounces target creature and it's also a life gain spell. Hmm. I'm I'm trying to read here again because uh she has a lot of words. So yeah. So yeah. Enter the battlefield, bounce. Uh, creature to its own hand doesn't say whose creatures yeah you can bounce yours yeah mm. and she is in azorius color so there's a lot of stuff you can bounce yeah, yeah. true 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 and I, I, i'm looking at her right like she has the what uh, life gain part down and she has the draw card yeah. but technically you don't really want to use the draw card because what is asked from you is to discard a legendary card so legendaries, if you're not building a deck focused around it, it's going to be a bit difficult. Like yeah. you really want to get a lot of legendary cards in your hand. The only idea or the only deck that I can relate to this one was Sisse, Weather Light Captain. Ah, Sisse. Yeah, she is a legendary matters deck where she wants to have a lot of legendaries inside the deck. Yes, but um, if... Let's say you are playing Nyambi as your commander. I would say she would be a very controlling commander. Because even there's a lot of legendary cards in the format. You can put in any legendary cards. Like let's say in blue and white, let's say you have uh search for a scanton in hand, you can you can discard that. Or maybe you have a legendary land in hand like me Mikoro, Mikiko or something, uh something like that. And you may discard it. Or maybe even a Tolerant Academy if you're playing if your playgroup allows it, yeah. and you discard that card and you draw two cards. Like imagine that discarding a Tolerant Academy to draw two cards, pay three and draw two cards. It's not bad. Like uh, yeah, rummaging for two cards, not bad. Like all you all you need to do is discard a legendary. Yeah, and there are a lot of legendaries in the format. You're not gonna play like only. Nyambi as your legendary card in your card in your deck, right? Yeah. You're gonna put in like a ton of them in there. Even your lands are gonna be legendary. Most of them. But uh like I said, like for Nyambi here, you really want to build around her because the ninety nine most of the cards are going to be well, I say legendaries are just gonna be five percent out of the one hundred percent of cards. Because legendaries, if you're not really thinking about it that much, you won't really put them yeah, that's true. So, let's talk about the next card. It's in the gruel colors. Norman? Mm. So, we have Radha, Heart of Khalid? Keld. Keld. So, she is a one and one colors, red and green. Uh, legendary creature, Elphoria, for 3-3. Three, three. 
as long as it's your turn, rather heart of Kelt Cal- 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 has first strike. You may look at the top card of your library any time you may play lands. From strike. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. And you may play land from the top of your library. Pay colorless 4, red and green. Rider gets plus X plus X until end of your turn where X is the number of lands you control. Hmm. So the first thing I thought of when I saw this was Experimental Frenzy. Hmm. But it's only a uh, lands only Experimental Frenzy. So I'm thinking maybe... um, um What's it called again? The... The enchantment creature? The enchantment creature? Which the one? green one. I'm trying to think of a combo here because there's one I remember that's really cool to combo off with this one. Ah, yes. Corso or Crufix. Corso or Crufix. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah, it also allows you to play lands from your, the top of your deck, although you have to play with it review. So the surprise is gone, to be honest. But Radha, ah, it allows you to look at it. So it's mostly a combination of um, Experimental Frenzy and Corso Crufix. Yeah, I mean, uh, for which one now? Um, Raha here. Like the, what is it again? Uh, the plus X plus X for getting power. That is strong. Yes, and it doesn't say you can only activate it once. You can activate it multiple times. True, but the cost for 6 is kind of a steep price to pay. Well, you're in green, so I would say ramp. <laughs> like maybe Zendikar Resurgent. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, ramp, ramping is... Yeah, if you play Zendikar Resurgence with this one, you are... Yeah, you're going to dominate. Yeah, although you have to give it trample. True, but like I mentioned before, you're playing in green and, and red. red, so there are ways to give it trample. True. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a card because uh, what it says is um, you may look at the top of your library. Yeah, you may, and you may play it. So you're thinking of Sensei? No, because I'm thinking about Fauna Shaman, but Fauna Shaman doesn't really work well with Rehat here. Rehat, what's his name? Radha. Radha, yeah. Because Fauna Shaman... Fauna, sorry. Uh, Fauna Shaman is tap a green and... What was it again? A red, uh, one and a, uh, it's just tap a green and discard a creature card, and you may look for a cre- green creature card and put it into your hand. Yeah. So basically, it doesn't really mix well. I'm thinking about the other one. Um, the, it's another elf. It's green, where uh, green creatures you cast have flash. Uh, you're thinking of Yiva. Yeah. Nature's Herald. Yeah, I'm thinking about her because she gives all of your creatures flash. And well, the, green creatures. Yes, green creatures. And uh, hmm, that's odd. She's not here. So uh, what was it again? What, what, what did she say? Yiva, Nature's Herald. Flash, you may cast Green creature spells as though they had flash. It's a good legendary elf shaman. It's also an elf, so Radha, if you're gonna build an elf deck with Radha. <laughs> but Radha is uh, very strong. She has a very good pose. Yeah, she, for 3 3 on 3, she, yeah, she comes in early and allows you to play an additional... No, it doesn't play an additional run. No, right? you just play the land. But you can put in cards that let you play additional, like Remnant Excavator, mm. Dry of the Elysian Grove, maybe Azusa. There's a lot of cards in green that allow you to play additional lands. Maybe you can even play a the Sakura Tribe Scout. Mm. You can put in the cards in, in from your hand. There's a lot of green cards that you can allow you to put additional lands. True. And... I'm looking here, one of the texts uh you may look at the top card of your library at any time. So that's one of her strong points, I think, because it allows you to uh, peek at what's going to happen before you decide on what. Because a lot of, what well, if you're playing in red, so you have the option to uh, use cards like, uh, what was it again? Like those impulsive draws where you exile it and then you cast it later on. Yeah, true. But um, the thing is, I don't. The thing I don't like is you can only play lands. Yeah, that's the that's the part where I was thinking: could you abuse it with uh, fauna? Was it no? Um, no, uh, Eva. Eva, like, could but, you really abuse it with her? No, I would say no. Nah, because it doesn't reveal the top deck of your library. So, like, if it was uh, something similar to proper, not propaganda, uh, yeah. future uh, site. 
Future Sight, yes. Because if it's something similar to Future Sight where you can cast a top card from your library, then there'll be something else. Yeah, but it has to have a restriction. So yeah, this restriction is fair in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone will break it someday and we can all see it, but I would say it's still a decent commander. Yeah, true. I mean, people will make something out of her. Like, she has the potential to go big. Yeah. So, let's talk about um, an artifact. Mm. There's a very strong artifact in the new set, and it's called Chromatic Orrery. Yep. It's a 7-mana legendary artifact, and you may spend mana as though it were any uh, mana of any color. And it has tap uh, at 5 colorless mana, but... It doesn't matter. Since you have Chromatic Orrery, you're going to make it into any mana you want. Oh, yeah. And you may tap five, uh, 5, tap this card. Draw a card for each color among permanents you control. So how does it work again? Um, so let's say you have a card. Let's say um, the Earth Dragon. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have an Earth Dragon. You tap 5 and you draw 5 cards uh, because you have a permanent which has all 5 colors. Ah, so basically, you don't really need to have five creatures with different colors. So, yes. uh, like the Earth Dragon would consider it as five then. Yes, uh, or maybe the Springs of the Guild pack, mm-hmm. which is a colorless card. Yeah, but it has all five colors. Yes, so since it doesn't have those mana symbols, it can be included in every deck and Chromatic Orrery will draw you five cards, mm-hmm. even if you do not have the card in there. Or maybe you can play... Uh, Plain, uh, planar white celebration, which mm-hmm. allows you to make tokens that are every color. Ah, all right. And the second part is you may spend mana as though it were any mana of any color. So, yeah. like when when I look at that one already, I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to be really good in Golos or uh, Kenrif. Yes, yeah, it's very ridiculous, especially in Golos because you can cast this card for free. Yeah, but if I'm I'm looking it. at the CMC here. It's seven. That's expensive. Yeah, but every in EDH, you know that expensive cards are usually not uh, not that big of a problem, unless you draw in your first turn and you don't have any ramp. Yeah, I would usually play this in a five color deck, maybe a Fist of Suns deck. Mm-hmm. You can cast it for five mana for this. Although um, I would play in a Sahili gifted deck and. Sa- I have a lot of cards that allow um, Sahili to discount Chromatic Ori. So I, maybe I can turn... Maybe, let's say I'm lucky. I turn one Soul Ring. Turn two, maybe I can get out Sahili. Maybe I can turn three Chromatic Ori if I have the right cards in my hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very... Although it's very hard, it's it's easy in some decks, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, honestly, even though it's seven CMCs, right? Uh, it does give you a rebate of five. Uh, multicolor cuts. Uh, sorry, multicolor mana later on. So, it is worth it. I think. Yeah, it is kind of worth it, and it it immediately lets you have the mana. Yeah, and I'm thinking about this right. You put a chromatic orrery in a Jodah deck or a Golos, but mostly what I'm thinking about Jodah. Yeah, if because you cast it with Jodah's five mana, then you activate this to make you. You're essentially casting a free spell. So I, do, I, I think this is broken in a lot of ways. People can break it like with Voltaic, Voltaic Key, Voltaic, mm-hmm. I forgot. Voltaic Key, key I think. Voltaic right? Key. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cards that allow you to untap um, this. There's especially one card that allows you to untap uh, artifacts without any mana cost. And mm-hmm. you can make infinite mana with it. Isn't there isn't a combo, an isoconceptor with Dramatic Reversal? Um, not that one. Um, there's a yeah. Of course, that's a combo. But why would you? If you already have that, you why would you use it with chromatic ori? There is a creature card, filigree sages. It's three and a blue for two three. Feldalcon wizard creature. It says, uh, pay two and a blue. Untap target artifact. It doesn't say tap it. Oh god. Yes, it doesn't say to tap itself. So if you have that card and you have chromatic ori on the battlefield. And it's a P is it activated ability. So oh my good Yeah, so you may activate it every like not every turn. You may activate it, turn it uh turn it sideways, untap it again, turn it sideways, untap it again, make it infinite mana of let, any color. Let's just say this, let's just say this. On turn seven you cast chromatic Ori. Ori. Maybe turn six if you're lucky to have a soul ring or whatnot. Yeah. So 
you cast it out. You tap for the five blues. You pull the creature out. You spend the tree. You untap it. Like, oh my god. You Basically, you have unlimited rainbow color manas. Yeah, but you need something to let you spend that mana in. True. And talking about something about worth spending, let's go for the... Well, uh, would you like to talk about Sanctum? Because I think Sanctum is... We'll touch on it, we'll touch on it. Yeah, let's talk about Sanctum of All. Yeah, Sanctum of All. It is a Wooburg legendary enchantment shrine. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library and or grave for a shrine card and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. If an ability of another shrine you control triggers while you control six or more shrines, that ability triggers additional time. So, most of the sanctums or shrines are pretty okay. Uh, I, I don't really have the newer ones in front of me, but, uh, for example, looking at Sanctum of Calm Water, it is a tree and a blue legendary enchantment shrine. Uh, at, the beginning of your, uh, sorry, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may draw X card where X is the number of shrines you control. If you do discard a card. So what it says here is if you have six shrines, you draw six cards, discard a card, just one card. So technically you're netting five cards. But if Sanctum of All is there, you're drawing ten cards and discarding two cards. Yeah, but the thing about sh- I, uh, the thing I don't like about shrines is if you're playing Commander... And you're playing shrines. It you only have ten copies of. Eleven if you count uh, shrine of all. Yeah, eleven if you count shrine of all. But the, and I do not like it. You you have to find a lot of shrines to it. It's to me. I've been thinking about this one. I've been really thinking about this one. And the way if I were to build this shrine deck, quote unquote shrine deck commander, I would play it with uh, Zur the Enchantress, Enchanter. Ah, but because Zur, if you take a look see at most of the shrines, they are at CMC three or lower. No. Yes, most of them. No. Um, the newer ones almost, but mm. in the older ones, ah, the older ones, there's only one that is under three. The other four are above three. Really? Yes. The first, uh, the 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 other four Hondens, um, Honden of Cleansing Fire, it's a four mana. Uh, our enchantment mm-hmm. um, Hornet of Life's Web the green one is 5 mana uh, Hornet of Night's Reach the black one is 4 mana mm-hmm. and Hornet of Seeing Winds is 5 mana as well mm-hmm. okay that that breaks my combo but uh, when I say uh, shrines with Zur because I'm looking at the, the newer, newer sanctums right yeah. yeah because like what the white sanctum is at 1 the blue sanctum is at 4 the black sanctum, if I'm not mistaken, it was at two, and red is at three, and green is at three. Yeah. Three, yeah. So basically, Zul can pick up a lot of those cards out really fast. Yeah, you can pick up off uh four of them. So technically, it can work with Zul just to get out the newer ones. So what? Uh, that's four out of the five that you really need, not including sanctum of all. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay. Like the idea to build a what you call this shrine deck is fun as a concept, but I don't think it's really viable. Well, maybe you can play uh, enduring ideal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and you know enduring ideal. Uh, no, not really. It's a five and two white. Uh, such it's a sorcery card. Uh, it is a special card. It's called. Search your library for enchantment card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. And it has epic. For the rest of your game, you can't cast spells. At the beginning of your upkeep, each of each of your upkeep, copy this spell except for its epic ability. <laughs> so yeah, you can play that. Yeah. You can search it with enduring idea, you just can't cast spells anymore. Alrighty then. So anyway, uh we have gone long, so Let's talk about one of the most powerful planeswalkers. Like I think there's two of them that's worth mentioning here right now. Yes. And well, the first one, do you want to do it? Yeah. Let's talk about Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Well, yes, Ugin, the best. Yep, Eugene. 
uh, eight and so for eight you get seven loyalty. Yep, seven loyalty. Legendary Prince Walker, Eugene. So his plus two is. But by the way, I have to mention, it has been erected here. But uh, Eugene, the Spirit Dragon, deals three damage to any target. Previously, it wasn't any target. Yeah, it was, it was only um target creature and or player. Yeah, something like that. But any target would be much better. So include Prince Walker now. So that's great. Well, it oh it always includes the Prince Walkers to be honest. Really? Oh yeah, because of the way that uh, the previous thing where you redirect damage was. Uh, yes, you just uh, you point it at the player, but you redirect the damage to the Prince Walker, which was confusing. So now it's like any target. That's much more easy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, there's minus X. The minus X is exile each permanent with converted mana cost X or less. This one that's X one or, or more colors. It's one or more colors. So basically, your multicolor cards are gone. Yep. Yep. Goodbye. Yep. Not even multicolor. You your one color. Your monocolor is even gone. Oh yeah, that, that is true. So yeah. <laughs> okay. And the minus ten is you gain seven life, draw seven cards, then put up to seven permanent card from your hand to the battle. Hmm. That's that's big. That's huge. Yep. That's huge. Yeah, but most people don't really get to the ultimate and commander because like, oh, damn, he has a Ugin, most people will say. And yeah. they will try to remove it like usually with, I don't know, with a lot of creatures with removal. Yeah, true, but wow, if you could get this guy out early, right, you could dominate really strong. Yeah, but usually I won't let it resolve. <laughs> yeah. I, I play blue. I, I don't let it resolve. I'm a dirty blue player. <laughs> And talking about Dirty Blue, right? Uh, you want to talk about the Planeswalker? Yes. This is my favorite. We will be talking about the most powerful Planeswalker within the set. Next I, I don't really game. think within the set. I think this guy breaks the Planeswalker game because he is stupid strong. This is not even including the previous one. Uh, what, Jace? Uh, the Mind Sculptor? Yeah, the Mind Sculptor. Like, he's strong, but this guy's stronger. Yeah, of course. So this is um, Teferi, Master of Time. So it's a 2 and two, uh, two blue, 3 uh, loyalty, legendary Teferi Planeswalker. It has, a, uh, it has a static ability of you may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time on any player's turn. Anytime you could cast an instant. And it has a plus 1, draw a card, then discard a card. And it has a minus 3, target creature you don't control phases out and it has a minus 10 take two extra turns after this one so i don't think the ultimate is that good no the, the ultimate is just there to rub salt in your wounds because here's the thing on your turn you take him up so you draw a card discard a card on the next player turn you activate the ability you loot again on the next one and next one so by one rotation you already have Four loyalties on this guy. Yep. So it's what? Uh, six, four, five, six, seven. It's, it's already on seven. seven. And if you have what? Uh, the enchantment, the legendary enchantment. Oh, for the fairy. You do it twice. Yes. <laughs> so, I would say that Teferi is very strong, even in EDH. But the thing is, planeswalkers in EDH are very, very, very brittle. But here's the thing. Uh. His minus three is target creature you don't control phases out. Yeah. So meaning you have a strong protection from creatures. Him. Yes, but that's all, that's minus three. Yeah, but also he has a political tool where if you if your opponent has something that can kill someone, yeah, that can kill someone or that has a trigger ability that re is really painful. Uh, let's say Sir Conrad. Yeah. Sir Conrad, uh, like his thing is going to go off. Exile him out. Oh no! You know, exile like face him out. Like he's not there anymore. Yeah, he's not even gone to the exile pile or whatever it is. Like when he comes back, it's not even ETB. It's like, oh no! It's like, oh no! I I can't do this. Most people will be like, but Teferi is um strong, but it's very it has a very low loyalty. Yeah, but no, the the thing is the low loyalty. It's there for a reason because, what well, I mentioned before, you spin around the table. If nobody does anything to him, you can get an extra three loyalty out of right out of the gate. 
So bio bio turn is already at seven. No, you already at ten. Yeah. If you have the oath to the fairy. Yeah. If you play oath to fairy, and here's the thing, if you already have, if you already are at ten, you move into the next person. The next person ends his turn. In response, you minus ten. You take two extra turns. So before player B gets a chance, you take the turn. So you do it again, and then like. He is strong. Like he is strong. Yeah, you can also combo with the chain wheel, but it's not that stronger. The chain wheel is okay. Chain wheel with the classic the fairy, uh, the core for um commander fourteen the fairy works well. Yep, that one works well. But the fairy master of time works with uh, what was the partner commander again? Pre, pre, what? The partner commander. The partner commander for which one? Pre and two P. Yes, pre. Because when you put a counter, he gets another extra one. Ah, oh, yes, pure. Yeah, so pure does do that. So technically, it is another oath of the fairy. True, true, true. But I wouldn't say it's commander playable. In my honest opinion, it it can be played, but it's gonna be removed very quickly because there's a lot of players who have planeswalker, well, target non-land permanent removal in their decks. Even even a bounce spell would suffice. To disrupt the fairy. True, true. I mean, but the thing is, like, if even if they bounce it up to your hand, right, the person can still uh, cast it again. the The casting cost is not that expensive. It's a four. Yeah, true. It, although it's a four, I would say it's. Uh, it's not. It 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 doesn't like it has flash. So mm-hmm. I would say it's maybe a four. Yeah, but you're bringing blue, so. Uh, Leyline of anticipation is there, so and you can Veldalcan Ori is in the format, so yeah, yeah. If, even if you don't really say Veldalcan Ori because Veldalcan Ori is what thirty dollar card right now, so no, no, no. <laughs> uh, like Leyline of anticipation right now is in the previous core set, was it? Yeah, it was. It was printed in a previous core set, yes. So you can get that one for much cheaper. You play it in blue since you're using the fairy. Let's just say if you are, <laughs> let's just say you're doing the. The fairy deck, like you use oh, the fairy no. mage of temporal art mage, no, no, oh, no. mage of Zao, uh, Zafir. Zafir. So you Zafir. you have a full the fairy deck, like oh god. No, you need you need something Azorius, maybe his daughter, and then you put mm. all of it, all the fairies that existed in there. Yeah, even the even the naughty student. <laughs> but anyway, um, we have been going on for so long now. I hope you guys. Enjoy the show. So let's move on to the next step. I would like to call it the sideboard because uh, we're still developing, but I still brought this one and it's called the sideboard. So um, what the sideboard does is we share about our days or whatever we did or whatever it is, like just casually. So I'm going to go first. What I'm excited for, what I've been looking forward to, is the core set. Um, when we were recording this, it hasn't really launched yet, so the booster box in front of me is really tempting. Yes, I would also would like to force it open <laughs> right <laughs> now. Maybe we can. Who knows? Yeah, but the thing is, um, core twenty one here is a really exciting set. Uh, it's not going to be the most powerful set there is like maybe Throne of Eldraine recently or yeah, true but I, I I have a strong feeling that the fairy might be banned like I, I have a strong feeling I don't I don't have a well maybe in standard maybe yeah. but I don't think so there's a lot of removal for the fairy in standard right now true but we'll see we'll see true true but, but here's the thing Um, I, I'm really excited for the upcoming commander games that we might have because there there's a lot of commanders here like there is a lot of cards that are worth looking at and yeah Grim Tutor yeah Grim Tutor or oh, what's the red one the red one Fiery Eman- Emancipation yeah that one's gonna be fun yeah triple damage yep yep and I would like discontinuity like <laughs> you directly pay two mana to end your opponent's turn even in commander even in let's not talk about standard. let's talk about commander like oh my god like your opponent is going off and like I cast this continuity and your turn and you don't even get anything bad from it like there was one 
in Amonkhet that you have you had to uh, do something like if you end your opponent's turn, you you lose at your end step. Oh. Like, oh my god, that's 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 bad. But this continuity, although it's six mana, you get you, it has a discount if you as long as it's your turn. Uh, but technically, this also works well with uh, people who go off with extra turns. True. Because what? Uh, if if I'm right, right? If somebody casts a card. Okay. Yeah, sorry. If somebody casts a card with an extra turn ability, if you do this one, does it cancel it out? It does because okay. Let's say you have. Let's say they cast it on the stack. You cast this continuity onto it, ah, and it, it, it says clears the stack. it clears the stack. It exhausts all spells and abilities from the stack, even including this card. Although you can copy it with Narset's reversal. Yeah. Oh wow, that would be great. Well, even if you had Narset yeah. reversal, you would have just reversed. The opponent's um, extra turn spell. Yeah, but true, true. But here's the thing: um, it would be much more better and great if it had uh, what you call this split second. Ah, uh, yes, split second. The card, the the mechanic that we all hate and love. Yeah, like ending the turn, split second. Don't do anything. Yeah, that's that's much better. Like no, no counter for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also another card that I like. Um, conspicuous Snoop the goblin ah that uh, guy that guy is very good in either Kiki Jiki decks or in um, what do you call that again um, I've got the, there was or maybe Cranko decks yes, yes. but it's a very f- funny card yeah so anyway uh, let's end this what's, what's your extra, what's your sideboard well my sideboard would be um, I would like to play more uh, all the cats in the in this card in this deck uh, in this um, set. Like the first one would be Canopy Stalker. Like it's a it's a four two four four mana, but when it dies, you gain one life for each creature that died this turn. So oh, it's a wow. life gain card. So technically, you can threaten someone with a board wipe. Well, yeah, and when it dies, like each creature, it doesn't even include your creature. You can include all your opponent's creatures. So it gains you life in a tight situation and the second card I like is Feline Sovereign like oh yeah you have protection from dogs you get it's a lord and it gives you protection from dogs and also the art is nice yes the art is so nice it's like huh I am superior and when you do one combat damage to a player you can destroy a card artifact or enchantment that player controls so I think um, the cats are good but there's also another reprint I like to see, and it's a containment priest. Mm. Containment priest. It that uh, you you guys know what containment priest is, but I'm gonna just say it. It's a one in a white two two. It has flash. If it's a if a non-token creature will enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it. Oh. So, usually, um, let's say tokens or maybe even unearth. There's a lot of cards that containment priest can exile, and. It's going to be a hate card. A lot of people are going to hate it. Yep, yep. So anyway, uh, this is episode one of the... Gatewatch. Gatewatch. So, well, we'll catch you guys probably next week again with another topic of commanders and whatnot. Yes, so stay tuned and be sure to subscribe and hit the notification buttons. Remember to like and share to your friends. And it really does support the show if you do all that. True. If you have any more questions, you may leave it in the comments. Uh, we will be looking through it uh, every day. So please try, uh, please try to say nice things. <laughs> be nice. In a world of strife, we are trying to make good content. Yep. That is true. That is true. Anyway, see ya. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>